Not Ladies really. and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Creative Caffeine Podcast. Boom. What's up, guys? You are listening to the Creative Caffeine Podcast. My name's Connor. My name's Ben. And in this podcast, if you're looking to live that creative life, this is the podcast for you. We're going to be talking all things video, photo, and content creation. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So sit back, grab your snacks, grab your drinks, and enjoy. Happy days. We've 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 had some technical difficulties. I think this is like the <laughs> second time we've tried to record this. I mean, we love Riverside. It's better than Zoom. But how are you doing, man? Today, is it? It's uh, never happened. No. Yeah. No. I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. It feels like I'm staging this this combo. But on the podcast today, we've got a Brit living in Canada. I mean, it's absolute gold. Wouldn't you just want to live in Canada? Oh, just everywhere yes. seems to look incredible. <laughs> Like, I mean, yeah, I'm like hopefully going next year and yeah, I'm buzzing. So I've been once and it was before I started shooting like properly. Mm. I went to Whistler, but we've got Chris Brockhurst on the podcast. How are you doing, man? I am doing very well, guys. How are you? We're we're not too bad, man. We're not too bad. We've got all our technical difficulties out of the way, which is good, but we're we're, we're good, man. We're here. We're here, yeah. We like to start off the show by asking our guests the same question, and that is, would you rather have a battery that never dies or an SD card that never fills up? Definitely an SD card that never fills up, 100%. No question. We don't get many people that say that, do we? No, I think we've had one, maybe. Was it Tim? Yeah, Tim, Tim, I think. Yeah, we had a music video guy uh, specializing yeah. in like sort of rock music videos and stuff, and he's, I think he's been the only person that said mm. SD card. Yeah. Um, What's their reasoning then? Because he runs like V-mount batteries and stuff and okay. plugs everything else in um, externally, um, mm. which, is, which, is, which is nice. I mean, I've got the webcam we're using, we're using an A7 IV, and you yep. can power that through USB-C, which is so nice mm. oh yeah yeah i was gonna say yeah whereas for me shooting weddings it's like there's a lot of little bits that i'm like do i change the battery now or do i wait it out and then i could just do with having an everlasting battery through the whole wedding yeah and just <laughs> I've, I've been in that situation before like literally as the bride's about to walk down the aisle and the battery's flashing and i'm like oh, yeah. oh what do we do what do we do so it's uh, yeah it's never a situation <laughs> yeah. you want to be in but i feel like it happens once and then you just plan everything else yeah. out in the future so it never happens yeah. again yeah. yeah i always carry like free on me now just that <laughs> yeah. is that is pure anxiety moment of when like your battery exactly. goes to that red flashing point right towards like like the halfway point of a video and you know the time yeah. length yeah. that video is going to be it's it's pure anxiety inducing yeah it exactly. is it is very much so. So Chris, for those who don't know you, can you tell us a mm-hmm. bit about your background, how you got into photography and videography and the the camera review tutorial YouTube space? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's a big group of people now. It is, it is. And I feel like they're all in Toronto as well, like right in Canada here. <laughs> they really uh, feel that way. Yeah. Uh, I actually started uh, the same way a lot of other people did, skateboarding, making skateboarding videos when I was probably like 13 or 14 remember literally walking into nice. uh, uh dixon's it was called at the time i think it's like the curry's equivalent now if you still have curry's there I remember seeing a digital dixon's. camera on the wall wow. yeah yeah dixon's i'm showing my age there and uh 
I remember seeing that video camera that I wanted to buy and just be able to make skateboard films with it. So uh, that's how I started getting into photo and video and it all kind of progressed from there. I ended up going to university for it um, in England. Uh, dropped out like most other people do in this field as well. Uh, got bored of it and the direction they were pushing it and uh, moved to Canada. And when nice. I moved to Canada, the very first job that I had in Canada, because none of my qualifications in, in Canada from England meant anything. No experience, doesn't they don't care. My very first job was in, uh, yeah, nah, not easily. Uh, very first job was in uh, like the equivalent of like PC World, I guess, and it was in the cameras department. And I got a nice big fat discount on a Canon 60D after I'd been there a while and just jump started my interest back into photo and video and made a bunch of family home films, just going on trips, that kind of thing. Uh, And then YouTube started happening and growing and getting bigger and i started watching casey like everyone else did and got the whole vlog side of things the goat yeah and uh from there i just started watching people in the camera space i was using my camera learning how to use it that kind of thing and it's like well if they're doing it i can do this too so i just started making videos and didn't really think anything would ever turn in into it from uh from making those and here we are this is what I do for a living. Ne- nearly a hundred thousand subscribers as well, which is like really, yeah. epic. It is. It is. Like, it's. Uh, it's. I. I honestly, and I know everyone always says this. I honestly never thought that I would be able to do this for a living and see that number just keep going up the way it does. So I am very thankful to be here and uh, very happy to be here as well. That's great to hear, man. That's great to hear. It's yeah. nice, like when you've been working towards something for so long and then you, it ends up being full-time because I'm full-time in photography and video, but I still kind of think of it as a hobby, not really yeah. as a job, just because I enjoy it so much and it's such a nice feeling, isn't it? Same, same. It's it's like that whole thing that people say where it's, oh, if you find a job that you, you love, you'll never work a day in your life. It's like, it's technically true to a degree, but yeah, it's, it's a hobby Somewhere, that developed yeah. into a job. Yeah, so it's... It's it's really good. You both goes. You both guys work um, full time doing this. No, I'm. Well, I work minimal part time hours. I'm like, okay. well, stupidly took a finance out on a car. So um, <laughs> I'm until I can guarantee because obviously with weddings and stuff, I don't get very yeah. many uh, returning customers. <laughs> so <laughs> um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully. hopefully so yeah. basically, until I can. Well, I'll get some people under a retainer and then I'd be able to, but I literally just work like really short hours, like three hours in the evening, just at a gym, um, just part-time really. And then just do, have the whole day basically to film and edit and Good do for whatever. You. So that's yeah, the way to do it, right? Towards it. Yeah. Keep no, you busy absolutely. doing something you want to do. Up, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. exactly. And then just, we'll get there in the end. Oh yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you'll do it. What's, so what's what your goal you- of like being able to, uh, when would you like to be full-time? Um, well, so music videos is like my main, yeah. that's like what I enjoy making mainly just cause I find them a bit more creative, but after COVID I very much got like sucked into weddings. Um, yeah. just because it's kind of where, there's well, a rush of weddings, yeah, so much demands that I was just like, mm-hmm. right, I'm going to just get in there and make the most of it. Um, and now I'm still there. So yeah, I think once, once we get, um, for a little bit, I'm going to try and move back over to music videos eventually as well but nice i know i do enjoy doing like corporate stuff as well like here and there it's uh stressful but it's yeah no really good 
just involves a lot of traveling to London, which is always uh, fun. Always fun with Tube Strikes these days. <laughs> yeah. Whereabouts are you guys located? So just, we're in Hertfordshire, aren't we? Yeah, just north of London. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Whereabouts did you live when you were, when you were here in England? Farnborough. You know where the airport is? Oh, that's South London. South, South, yeah. South, yeah. Southwest-ish. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, look, traveling into London's it used to be fun, but now it's just oh, it's stressful. Not, yeah. Like they I drive do majority of the time now, just because. Yeah, driving is so much better, especially when you got like a car full of camera gear and stuff. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. I feel like the UK is slowly falling apart right now. <laughs> yeah, I can see the 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 move to Canada was appealing. What, yeah, what so sort of spurred that? Uh, my missus. So uh, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, and uh, she was. Um, she traveled with one of her friends who was dating one of my best friends at the time. And, um, they subsequently broke up and, uh, she ended up staying in England and come to a point where her visa was basically done. She was going home. So it was like, right, what are we doing? Are we breaking up or are you coming back to Canada? So I came back to Canada and I've been here since 2010 now. So, uh, what's that? 13 nice. years. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And how, how like, are you enjoying living? Oh, I mean, obviously enjoying living in Canada, but is it? No, I hate it. I hate it. I'm living back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back to England. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Is it nice living there? Is it good? It is. I love it. I I wouldn't. I miss England for. I always tell people I miss England for two things: uh, the people and the culture. So, like my friends, my family, everyone's there. Uh, and then the cultural aspects of it, like being able to go to the pub, like that kind of thing. Because you don't have that same thing here. That's what I miss. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's it's very different. Canada is there's so much opportunity for people here to do things and it's just a beautiful country and you the i'd say the biggest thing i like about here is the the definition of season so like when it's winter you know it's winter when it's summer it's mm. hot when it's spring it looks like spring and i never really found you had that much in england so yeah it's really nice yeah. to have that here yeah i mean we've had like it's really been... half-hearted snow the past few days that's yeah just i saw yeah sleep Grim. Yeah, it's funny because <laughs> yeah. like yeah. I was doing a shoot the other day, just like a photo session, and they had the radio on in the background, and mm -hmm. it was like BBC Radio One, and they were saying, "Oh, please stay inside if if you can, because there's a snow warning." And I looked out the window, and it was it wasn't settling, but yeah, that's what they consider winter here in England—a little bit of yeah. snow. Whereas in Canada, yeah. if you get like five feet of snow, that's just what they call Tuesday. Yeah, whereas we yeah. recently it's... went to Iceland, didn't we? And we had like. An actual winter like feeling and it was like oh this is this, is <laughs> this what it really be. feels like yeah yeah but. yeah i mean it, it sounds better than it is practically speaking like I'll give you an example we had a huge dump in the other day it took me two hours to clear my driveway to be able to leave wow. the house so like that it doesn't happen often but that happens during a winter season at least two or three times um but yeah, it, it it can get frustrating for sure when you need to be somewhere at a certain time when you're trying to get the kids out the door by eight o'clock and you don't leave yeah. at ten. But but uh, in general, like I I quite enjoy the snow. Like I, I still don't. Like, everyone here they they grew up with snow, right? So like when it snows in England, I remember being younger and be like, right, we're going to build a snowman. We're going to build an igloo. Yeah. And <laughs> no one here wants to do that. So it's just me out there with the kids doing that, right? So it's I'm just uh, sick of it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so. Let's talk cameras. What are you what are you shooting on at the moment? So right now, like this view you're you're seeing right here, that's a FX3 with a 50mm F12. Uh I just sold my A7S3 and uh, picked up an A7R5. Um mm. just I needed something that was more like hybrid-y. Was gonna yeah. get the A74, but uh 
I needed an uncropped 60 frames. So we went with the A7R5 uh, and then the uh, FX6 as well. Nice, nice. Yeah. I've got the A7, I've got a couple of A7Fours and uh-huh. they're absolute powerhouses. Like oh. the fact that they don't overheat, the no record yeah. limit, the 4K60 crop it can be a bit of a downside, but I'm trying to use it to my advantage. So if I need yep. like a little bit more reach and I don't want to get in the way, don't want to mm. be too inobtrusive, it, I'll play it to my advantage. But I know you shoot a lot of real estate stuff and that mm-hmm. crop, I guess, can be a, a bit of an issue, right? <laughs> yeah, it can. I mean, depending on the style that you're going for, if you're looking for something that's wider and you're using a 16, obviously with the crop, it's not going to be a 16. So you have to, to counter that. Um, mm. A lot of the times... The 16 isn't because I want to use a 16. It's just you really need to if you're in a small room or a tiny little bathroom. Typically, yeah. these are the ones you need the big wide lenses for uh, so you can see mm. in the room. Um, so it's more of a practical thing than a, a personal choice. But there's ways to get around it. You can get like the 10 to 18, put that on there. It's an APS-C lens. It works the equivalent of a 16. So there's always round, ways around it. That's what you've got, haven't you? Is it the 10 to 18? Yeah, I've, yeah from well. When I used to shoot on APS-C, I've, I've got so yeah. many APS-C lenses, but yeah. like they still work really well because it's obviously still so wide. Even oh, yeah. if I put like the A7 III into the crop mode, it's still, mm-hmm. like, it still works wonders. So yeah, no, I find it uh, really handy. Although it's a little... And they're cheap. The APS-C lenses are cheap. Yeah. 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 No, they're really cheap. I think the, yeah. even the 50 mil was like something stupidly cheap. They're really cheap. Yeah. And the thing as well, we like t- t- talking cheap lenses... I don't have any any G Master lenses. I've got mm. this right now. It's a Sigma twenty four to seventy. But one of my favorite lenses is the the Sony the Zeiss sixteen to thirty five the f four one. Yep. Like yep. Still, the f four lenses that. are so underrated. I I love oh, yeah. that lens so much. That lens went down in so price hugely when Sony brought out the uh, the other one. What last year? You can get that lens for so yeah. cheap now. No one wants it, but it's still so good. Mm. Like here in here in the UK, we see. I see loads of those, the Sony's ICE F4 lenses, like the 2470, the 1635. There's loads of them on like Facebook Marketplace, like secondhand. Yeah. And that's what I did with that one because they mm. they're just going so cheap now, which is which is well, great. Yeah, because I was thinking, I was like, do I buy like a full frame 50 mil? But then I was like, I've got a crop 35 mil lens. So it's Same thing. <laughs> practically it's near enough yeah. there, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I still use them. So. so let me ask you guys then, so what's what is your... your your favorite lens what's your favorite lens you get one lens to use forever what is it lens that's a very good question um we're gonna ask you that but i like it we like it (laughs) i would say i think not gonna like the 24 to 70 i just Mm -hmm. because a lot of the time when i use that it's barely comes off my camera because right because it's like you can go 2.8 throughout the whole um focal length it's literally like so nice because especially Mm -hmm. at weddings when Obviously, I can just dump my camera bag somewhere and I can just roam around and I don't have to be changing lenses all the time. It's so nice just to be able to have everything you kind of need in one lens. Hoover up that footage. Yeah, literally. Be... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's one. Hoover up that footage. I love that. I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's the phrase we have on yeah. the podcast so much. Like I'm, when it comes to way to talk, it's literally just like hoovering up footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Near enough. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, I'm a sucker for a 50 mil. Like, oh, yeah. if you want some, like, creamy B-roll or, like, just for, like, a portrait session, the nifty 50 mil nifty. is nifty. <laughs> there is a reason it's called nifty nifty. It's just so, so handy. Mm, yeah, absolutely. What about Agreed. yourself, Chris? 24. 24 F14. That's 
same response nice. I've had since I first got asked that question. And it's just, yeah, I just like the 24 look. I feel like I can shoot in the style that I like. I can shoot most things at 24 mil. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're at right now. Um, we did a pod the other day, the same sort of setup, but we had the 16 to 35 on, mm-hmm. um, mainly just to fit us in, but we liked that 24 F 2.8. We get a little bit more depth of field with it. And it's, it's just a really nice focal length. I record a lot of Instagram reels at that focal length and it just, it just mm-hmm. works. It's just yeah. a nice, nice focal length in it. Yeah. It's like just past the point at which it starts to look normal, I'd say. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think it's, uh, yeah. yeah. And obviously you don't get that distortion. True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look too compressed. So what are you editing on at the moment? I know a lot of people are switching to, to various different editing platforms. What is your, your weapon of choice? My weapon right now is, um, well, you want a software or computer or both? Uh, yeah, let's go both. Go yeah, both. let's go both. both. All right. Uh, so software is Final Cut right now. My man. My man. Right now. <laughs> right now. I'm going through a very painful edit right now, and uh, it's making me want to switch. Um, and then I'm using a Mac Studio for nice. the stuff out of the studio. Uh, and then I just picked up a refurbished um, 16-inch MacBook Pro m1 max for traveling for taking home and because i just got a studio space last year so i need a like something i can travel about with and then have a desktop as well so running everything off both of those uh little portable hard drive final cut pro for the editing video lightroom for editing and photos but i am this close to loading davinci it's downloaded this close to loading it and uh yeah Yeah. you've been trying davinci yeah i mean I was kind of interested in moving, not moving to Blackmagic, but I wanted, uh, I just loved the picture from him. So um, yeah. I was like, oh, I might try and learn a bit of DaVinci, but I'm Premiere as well. So I was trying okay. to trying to learn a bit of DaVinci as well. But uh, yeah, no, it would be nice. How is Premiere these days, honestly? Um, it's in Be real with us. When, when <laughs> have you, like, did you used to use it? Have you? Yeah, how long yeah I did. I, um, <laughs> three years. Okay, yeah, no, I'd say it's improved considerably in terms of like the yeah. crashing and stuff. Um, like, cause I, well, I studied for two years at uni, um, just did foundation, but and then <laughs> like throughout that, that was kind of horrible because it was so bad at like, cause I was on Mac and then at uni we had PCs and it was just rubbish at going between the two. But obviously now I feel like they fixed it a lot. So <laughs> they've definitely, I think they've yeah come a long way from what they used to be. <laughs> It's Good definitely not as dialed in on the Apple systems as, as Final yeah. Cut, because oh, no, Final Cut is an not. Apple of software. Mm. But yeah, I'm hearing less people saying that it's it's crashing now these days, which which is nice. But I'm always going to be Final Cut for those quick turnarounds and just that ease of workflow. It's yeah. just it's just top tier. I think it's just because like I've always used Premiere and After Effects just gels so nicely with it, and like that's one of the things that actually does work about it like the dynamic link between after effects is just so like similar um just it just works perfect so i mean i'd miss that i think if i moved but yeah yeah got to find something well i hear a lot of people say that davinci has essentially its own form of after effects right and it's like after effects but just works better i guess because oh, it's all okay. in one that one piece of software because it's yeah. all davinci's all different tabs right if you get the mm. pro version or whatever it's called um so I, I just I've seen some of the things that people do with it. I've seen people use it in real time, and it just looks like it 
You remember when, like, the first time you looked at Final Cut and you're like, oh, it really works quite well. That's kind of how I feel now. Yeah. That's what Da Vinci looks like. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, we'll I've been, instead of actually cutting on Da Vinci, I was more learning to grade on there just because right. it's quite good as well for exporting um, a project out of Premiere to put into Da Vinci. It, kind of, it works quite well. And then, yeah, grade it in that, put it back into Premiere to kind of export it out again. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just like the color. I don't know what it is about here, but like the color is so much nicer in DaVinci. Yeah. <laughs> when when you the nodes, right? Yeah, the like nodes the terminology really is a little bit to get <laughs> over, but there's yeah, quite a good uh, YouTube tutorials for them. So yeah, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the day that there'll be. I mean, I'm praying. I, I really hope that this happens, but a, a Final Cut version on like iPad or mobile. <laughs> but since DaVinci Resolve have now got their their iPad and iPhone app. I yeah. don't know if it's on iPhone, but it's definitely on iPad. It seems that that's going to be a little bit further away. What do you think? You know, I used to think it would happen. And I mean, I, I saw someone tweet the other day something that was so true. It's Apple doesn't even promote Final Cut anymore when they're talking about video editing. They literally talk about DaVinci, which isn't mm. even their software, which makes... So to me, it doesn't really seem like there is gonna be that kind of thing to happening um just my opinion i would love to see it happen because i would use it all the time on the like an ipad with a little magic keyboard thing like to carry about it'd be great yeah quick edits at home or wherever you are like in the car but i don't think it'll happen anymore i think no. it will come to ipad when they release an ipad calculator i think that's <laughs> yeah that's, that's so never. <laughs> never. <laughs> never yeah so never <laughs> yeah. never so you post very regularly on youtube um What's like your favorite type of content uh, to make? Is it like the sort of gear reviews? I mean, or the like the tutorials or like the vlog style stuff? What's what's been your favorite to make over the last few years? Depends on the week. <laughs> uh, I am very sporadic in terms of like I don't have a lot of consistency with the style that I post, uh, which yeah. isn't a good thing, to be honest with you. But I, I stay true to making things that I enjoy making. And I think anyone that does YouTube should do the same thing. Like, just make Definitely. videos you want to make, opposed to just falling into the trap of making videos that is going to please the, the algorithm. Yeah. yeah, it is. Otherwise, you'll burn out. Um, I don't mind the the gear reviews. Uh, I, I do enjoy them. I just try and put my own spin on them in some way. I've done a bunch of gear reviews recently, and uh, now I'm starting to feel like I want to start doing something else for a little bit, so we'll see. Uh, but I've got a couple of little different videos coming up soon. Mm. I'm working on from travel trips, that kind of thing. Um, but uh, I I think that the, the long-term goal will be to do like the vloggy lifestyle stuff, incorporating the gear reviews into that. I think that's the dream for a lot mm. of people, because it just allows you to just live your life, live about your day while talking yeah, about... I don't know, the, the mini tripod or whatever. Uh, yeah, like Peter McKinnon does in a way. He, yeah, Peter yeah, McKinnon exactly. and Matty Hapoya, they found like yeah. a, Matty Hapoya, I think, has found a really good way. I know he did like a daily vlog for a month. Yeah, yeah, he integrates it well. Yeah. Like he'll, he'll zoom around on a boosted board, stop and talk about this kind <laughs> of lens, carry on with his day, show, yeah. his, show his life, show his kid. But still the core message of that vlog is yeah. the piece of gear, the piece of tech or mm. whatever yeah. he's talking about, which is which is good. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it is good. And there's definitely, like, that really does work well for them. I I still haven't figured out a way to make that a little bit different because you've got to stand out, right? Like, you can't just rinse and repeat the same content everyone else oh, is doing. Yeah, it's, yeah it's just, I'm not nearly as interested in it as either of those guys are. So it's like, I can't do that because no one's going to care. Um, so <laughs> until, I, until I figure out what it is that I'm actually going to do, then uh, 
I'll stick with what I'm doing right now. But I think long-term lifestyle vloggy stuff with the gear is, is the dream for a lot of people. Awesome. That's a really nice, like long form strategy when Mm -hmm. it comes to short form. What's what, how are you feeling about like short form content, like reels? Cause I, I love love it too. I, I got a a bit of, not a bit of hate, but someone was like, what, what are you talking about? And I said, I actually prefer making short form content than, than it comes when it comes to like long form. I haven't made a long form video for my YouTube channel for a while. But mm-hmm. short form has been nice and easy. Yep. Agreed. I think the appeal for me of short form is it's so quick. It's so easy. I do a lot of them on my phone. And I mean, realistically, if you post it and it doesn't do well, oh, well, you post another one an hour later, right? Or you, like some days I'll post like three or four different reels. Um, you, you don't need to overthink it. You just kind of have fun with it and I think when you have more fun with it and you enjoy doing it more, that shows. And that is generally when you start to make better content that performs better in my experience. When you overthink it and you over edit it, it just, you put the amount of time into it and it just doesn't do well. You, you don't want to do it again. Right. So if you treat it as disposable, I really think short form content is, is a lot of fun. I feel like if you spend too much time on a short form video, and really worry about how well it's going to perform, how much your attention rate is, how much people like it, then you might as well make a long form video. Exactly. Because that's what exactly. it feels like. Because when yeah. I used to make like longer form videos and, you know, like a eight or 10 minute long YouTube video yeah. and it, it did well, I'd be like absolutely over moon. But then if it tanked, then I'm like, that's like five hours of editing wasted. But then when it comes to short form, just because when you post it and it goes, oh, that's done well. Sweet. On to the next yep. one. Yeah. But then if it does bad, it's like, okay, cool. On to the next one. On to the next one. Exactly. It's not like it took you a huge amount of time, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, short form. There's a lot of people that put a lot of hate on it, but the numbers speak for themselves. More people are consuming short form content than they are consuming long, long form content. Everyone is watching video this way now. So it's yeah. like, why not embrace it? Like, yeah, exactly. And with YouTube announcing shorts monetization as well, which has been interesting to see how that's played out. Um, yeah, I've made like, like $6 so far. I'm rich. Yeah, I, I've made four, I've made four pounds <laughs> from like 120,000 views. And I'm like, when we're moving house, babe, we're, yep. we're getting that car. Yep. <laughs> it's so weird to see. Yep. Like one thing I'm, like, I love paying attention to is... Well, I probably shouldn't pay attention to it, but I like to see how the same video will perform on each of the three different platforms. So I'll post one mm. on Instagram, the same video on TikTok, and then the same video on YouTube Shorts. And it's interesting to see what does well on each one. It's really weird to see, like, what, like, say on TikTok, that same video will get, say, 100,000 views, but on Instagram, it'll be like, meh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I am in the same boat. It's I, and I still don't understand it, and I've tried. YouTube Shorts is the one I can't crack. I can think get things to do really, really well on Instagram Reels, not quite as well, but doing better on TikTok. And then mm. YouTube Shorts is like, nope, sorry, <laughs> next. See, it's Instagram that I can't seem to get the reach on. YouTube Shorts have been okay. I posted a short the other day. It was literally like a five second sort of little lip synky thing, mm. and it's now annoyingly like it's great but annoyingly it's my now most viewed video on my channel and i'm like really like really and but it does that i don't have you posted shorts yeah um 
No, I've done a few as unlisted. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Only as unlisted, just basically for clients but to review. They seem to do like a it flat and then they spike and then plateau again. Really? Mm-hmm. It's really weird to see where they drop off. It's particularly yep. in like real time. How have you found that? Yeah, exactly the same um, scenario. I find they have a little spike at the beginning and they either... I've come to the conclusion that you like all these short form platforms are all about levels of reach. So you, if you hit like a 10,000 views, they'll push you to the next level and you might get like a hundred thousand views within a couple of days. And if you yeah. get a hundred thousand views, then you're going to get into the millions. Um, but if you don't even hit like that first level, it's just, it's not happening. Um, I do find that shorts tend to perform more gradually over a longer period, like two to four weeks in mm. general. But yeah, it's all about that initial bump. That's the true indication of of how well it's going to do. Um, I don't know if you follow Jevon Dovey. He posted a really interesting video the other day yeah. about um, YouTube Shorts. He's done like 50 million views in 30 days. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So it's and it's just starting from I think basically nothing on his second channel. So that was a really interesting wow. video for people to watch. But yeah, yeah it's, I don't think guy, really on anyone understands it. Yeah, it's so strange. We had a guy. Uh, he's a TikTok creator. We had a guy called In The Dark Vlogs. He does like these like sketch mm. videos and stuff. But he only posts like short form videos on his YouTube, doesn't he? Yeah. He's got to a million subscribers in less than a year just by posting wow. shorts. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's mad, the growth. Crazy. Yeah. I know what you mean about the, the, like, the course of over a few weeks. Because I've got, I'd say in my, you know, you're like your top 10 videos. One of them is a long form. The rest are shorts. And these these shorts are all like slow burners. They're all sort of gradually getting views. Whereas if you post on Instagram, you get that initial spike yeah. and then they just, and it's nothing. And you've just got to continue posting and continue posting. Mm-hmm. Whereas YouTube, yep. some of the shorts can continue to, to get those views, which is nice. Yeah, the, the algorithm is definitely very, very different between all three of them. And that's that's evident if you literally post the same thing on all of them, exactly the same style. Like it's it's very interesting. And... I wish there was an easy way to understand it, but there's not. <laughs> no, definitely not. What's, what's, what would you say is one of the biggest mistakes people make when it comes to creating for YouTube or creating short-form content for, for Instagram and, and TikTok and all that sort of stuff? For YouTube, it's doing it for the wrong reasons straight away. You've got to do something you are interested in because people completely underestimate how much time is involved with well, you guys know anything related to video yeah. production, um, the planning, the scripting, the shooting, the editing, mm. going through client revisions, like anything you do with video production is, is very time consuming, very yeah. mentally time consuming. Um, so then if you're doing everything yourself for YouTube, you got to really enjoy doing what you're doing. And I think a lot of people start thinking it's just an easy way to make money and it's, it's not, Which, um, yeah, it's, yeah, kind it's of why I stopped and doing YouTube in a way. Cause I was like, well, I've got to put, if I'm going to start up doing my own like production business, then I'm like, I'm going to have to put everything into this. And it's so lengthy yep. doing YouTube. Like, yeah, people definitely don't realize the amount of work that goes into it. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to be like n- not in the mood for doing any paid work. If I'm just sitting editing for hours on just like a free project that might just absolutely tank when you upload it. So <laughs> that's it. That's a, it. it does, yeah. It consumes a lot of time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't posted a long-form video in a while just because I've got a few that are just getting views, which is... the last one? 
Iceland, yeah, we went, we did a, like a bucket list trip to Iceland, which was great. I think every photographer now wants to go there since yeah. watching Secret Life of Walter Mitty. It's now the place that yeah. photographers have to go, um, which is a great film. I've got the book somewhere up there. Um, and yeah, we, we went to Iceland. I think that was the first time I'd logged in a while. Um, but then also, I think I'd made like four or five different YouTube shorts mm. from that vlog and from that footage. <laughs> Which is repurpose. Which is great. You can repurpose like sh- like long form content to make it short. Oh, you have nice. to. You have absolutely. To, yeah. Oh, especially yeah, with the drone cool. bits as well. It works a treat for that. <laughs> yeah, absolute treat. And you can just be scrolling through reels and be like, "Oh, that's a trend I can utilize footage from like six months ago." I guess. Yeah. Just, yeah. When no. it comes to your reels, do you do them sort of more in the moment, or do you like batch shoot your reels? I know a lot of people will post their daily content and do it in the moment. I myself like dedicate say two to three hours a week, get everything set up and I'll batch shoot my content. What's, what's your process when it comes to that? Um, it depends. Most like generally speaking, most of my content is very like my short form content is very raw. So it's very spur of the moment. Um, I'll be like, I've literally been out with people before shooting stuff and like make a real post it. And they're like, you're going to post that right now. I'm like, yeah, of course I am. Like it just happened. Why not? Those are, normally the ones that do better to be honest with you um i do batch if i'm on a trip if i'm traveling somewhere and i'm just like the trip i was just on i think i shot like 15 reels uh but it's just then you get back and you edit them right because i'm not realistically i can't post a reel then five minutes later post another reel then five minutes later post another reel it's just not practical so if i'm on a trip i'll batch um just knowing in my head okay well i've got these this many reels to post uh, but I've also done the same thing that you said you just did, uh, where you'd like sit down and talk for half an hour and you maybe get like 20 reels out of that, then you cut it up and then that's your next month's content. Didn't find yeah. that did too well, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. So I can see the pros depending on the style of content that you make. I just want to ask a huge, huge favor. We're a relatively new podcast and it would be incredible if you could support the show by giving us a like or follow or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to or watching us on and if you could give us a review that would be even better it helps us get up the charts the bigger the show gets the bigger the guests get the aim of this show is to give you guys value the bigger the guests we get the more value you guys get it would be amazing to have your support with that so without further ado back to this week's episode definitely yeah yeah it's, it's, it's it's interesting to see which type of content performs well like I'll post, I'll make sort of three different types of like short form content. So I'll make like work BTS stuff. So I'll like set up my camera or my phone and GoPro and just film yeah. some BTS of when I'm on a shoot doing photos. Mm-hmm. Then I'll do like a more tutorial talking head kind of this sort of setup. And then I'll just do some, just what I call shit posting. I'll just like lip sync to like a TikTok or Instagram sound and make a caption to make it relatable to ph- photography and stuff. And it's annoyingly it's most of the easy shit posting kind of stuff that does really well yep it's, it's true you got to treat it like that's the disposable content right but that's the stuff that does well definitely yeah so when it comes to like when you do like real estate stuff obviously that is so so different to like the short form and youtube stuff how did you how did you get into that real estate how did i get into real estate I think I fell into it by accident, to be honest with you. There was a couple of times it's I was like asked weddings. to do photos. <laughs> yeah, like you, that's normally how you start doing things. You you get asked by someone because they know you have a camera to shoot something and you do it and mm. you make a ton of mistakes and you learn lots of things and then you go and do it again and you, you make less mistakes and gradually over time you just get better and you get sucked into it. Pe- 
you get sucked into it because this person refers you to this person and then yeah yeah i mean that that's that's really how i started shooting um uh, real estate and weddings as well so mm. uh, and i think that's the way most people do it as well but i was gonna say i'm very well i'm trying to get into a little bit of real estate as well just because there's such a good gap in the market for it around here like i feel like mm-hmm. so many people don't like really utilize drone footage either for it around here which is yeah. annoying because like obviously he'll do them quite well i think so um yeah it's just no one has the money at the moment like yep. as soon as you try and talk someone into maybe like contracting them into i don't know giving them so much footage or something for so many sales like a month or something and then or each week they don't want to be tied into anything do they so mm-hmm. it's kind of i'm finding it hard just to kind of convince them that they need it <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'd say that that's the same thing here as well. Most people don't, don't want to, they want the video, they want the content, but they don't want to pay for it. That's generally what, what is happening. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard. You, I find with real estate that you reach a point in which you just have to be very limited or very uh, selective over what it is that you, the jobs that you're taking, because it's just, you might not be profitable if you do too many. Yeah. Yeah. I found that with, like gym kind of content i've fallen into mm-hmm. getting like i think i've got five or six gyms that i shoot for now doing like their photos for them each month and then um a handful of instagram reels and yeah i'll get i've got like yeah those five or six that will pay me each month for for the year to come and shoot for them but then i will get that select handful that are like oh can we get like a little trial day to, can we have like like a handful of photos and just see how we go from there i'm like yeah no 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 you gotta, you gotta know your worth yeah 100 percent. you have to stick to it and it's very hard when you first start because you yeah. just you're excited to take any job to get paid anything to to use your camera but yeah there comes comes a point where you just have to stick to your ground and this is what i'm charging you don't want it okay no worries yeah go find someone else Facts, facts. <laughs> Louder yeah. for the people at the back. Yeah, yeah, really, really. And do do you do that real estate business? Is it is it you? I think I've seen on your reels that you you shoot them with your wife as well. Well, my wife just became a realtor. I say just like last year she became a realtor. So now I do oh, I do amazing. all of her um, like longer form videos. But I've essentially taught her. I say taught her. I gave her some knowledge, and she's just learned how to do everything social media wise um for video she does incredibly now so uh hats off to her she does a lot of her own stuff now but when the longer form stuff i'll i'll help her out with um like the mic'd up like real estate tours um i don't know if you guys get those there the markets are very very different between north america and england we Um, get them in london there's like a few channels that will post like a a couple of videos a week doing like here's how what you can buy for 15 million dollars in mayfair and and all those sorts of stuff But they're yeah. not to the level of, you know, someone like Ennis. I don't know if you've seen Ennis's videos. Um, oh, what's his name? He he does these very, very big high production, like real estate videos. He He's taught all sorts of like celebrity homes. But the, the cinematics, okay. like yeah. I've watched them. I started watching his videos on a regular basis mm. like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see how much they've upped the levels. They're there at these properties for like two or three days they'll film like from from sunrise to sunset getting drone shots in the morning during the day yeah like uh, everywhere else seems to put a lot more effort into selling houses yeah than it does here and i'm like correcting our local estate agents like we have um there's one uh in the town that we live in that's 
like, following them on Instagram, and like there are some of the videos they post. They have the wireless goes, and obviously they're clipping them on the wrong way around, and there's just like this massive block hanging off the shirt, and I'm yeah. just like, please, just let me do the video for you, and yeah, I yeah. can assure you it will one look better, and two sound a little better because you won't have like muffling on the mic, but. Yeah, yeah, no, it's the scratching sounds as like yeah. yeah. I yeah. wish they would just sort of take over and uh, let me just. <laughs> it's a nick. <laughs> do it for yeah. It's frustrating yeah. to watch, but yeah. yeah. Hey, they're trying. They're trying yeah. their best. Yeah, <laughs> very yeah. true. If lockdown's yeah. proved anything, it's that people need photographers and videographers because I. It's worth the pain for. <laughs> it's worth the investment. I quit my d- my day job. I was a nursery teacher, so I quit the day before lockdown to do all this full time because here in the UK production and stuff could still continue which which was nice so i could like still shoot for people and still do all that social distance shoots and stuff and yeah if, if lockdowns and stuff of all that have proved anything it's mm. that people need photographers and videographers <laughs> so a question for you that then do you guys think like how do you think long term because i think more and more people are getting better and better at shooting things themselves and i think the phones are in general doing a better job mm. at shooting things than like there's a lot of times now that i'll pull up my phone instead of using my camera because it's quicker easier it does mm. a better job and i don't have to grade it so like yeah long term do you guys think that uh self-employed videographers and photographers have the potential to be replaced um i think in like, certain think areas that? maybe certain areas i think potentially in the area of like say like podcast production where people can literally just talk into their phones and use AI to correct their audio, like the Adobe podcast beta app. I, I tried that out the other day. Um, and they, it can make it sound like it's been recorded in like a booth in a studio. Yeah. So nice. I think in some areas, I think it can be, but I think for certain projects like, like music videos, like weddings, like you just can't get the, yeah, the quality yeah. and look of, mm. of a mirrorless um yeah i've seen a few videos where people like have titled it we filmed an entire wedding on iphones they're cool to see and i do like the videos where people do side by side like six thousand dollar camera versus like iphone like the iphone cinematic mode don't is is it is it's incredible i I do love it but i definitely think there'll still be a need what about yourself man yeah no i do it's just i don't know what it is with obviously like phone content looks amazing but um I think it's just how you look professionally as well. Like, obviously, turning up to a wedding, if you tell the couple you're going to shoot on a phone, <laughs> I think it's going to be hard to convince. Because a lot of people don't, I don't know if it's just us, but like, if you go show someone that doesn't really have a clue about cameras, say, a two different resolutions, then like they sometimes can't tell apart like 1080 and 4K. And I'm like, how can you yeah. not tell it apart? But um, so I guess if you go to a wedding couple and they can't see the difference in resolution and you pick out a phone and then then they're not probably going to be too happy about it. They're probably expecting if they're paying that much money, they're going to expect like expensive looking equipment. <laughs> but That's I don't it. know. I mean, for, for people to just make like little uh, company reels just kind of in-house, I reckon people start doing that a lot more rather than hiring people to make content for them. Which I annoying. agree. I agree. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. That's why I want to ask you guys, get your opinion on it. Cause like, if you guys both do this, uh, somewhat for a living, it's, mm. it's something you always got to have at the back of your mind, right? Like, yeah, is what I'm doing absolutely. right now replaceable by someone else mm. with their own phone. So no, absolutely. Yeah, definitely in certain areas, particularly with like, the, like, you know, AI and stuff mm-hmm. like, the like chat GPT. Like if it's you ever, lack- wild, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're ever lacking video titles, give me, 
10 video titles for YouTube yeah. about a Sony 50 mil, then you've got 10 video. It's unreal. It's isn't also it? made a schedule for the documentary that I'm making as well. I literally just put like, write me a schedule, you put in a few bits of details and it comes out as a full blown schedule. I'm like, thank you. It's unreal. I've implemented <laughs> it, like AI and stuff into my business a lot, which yeah. is nice. What about yourself? I've been trying it out. I've been playing with it. My wife uses it quite a bit now for our social posts, um, mm. which is where I think it really does excel. Like it's able to just gather information and styles of um, talking and using language in mm. like I write something for me that appeals to the demographic of this specific region. Like it does a really good job of that. Whereas typically if, if I was to do that, I'd have to look up well, what kind of language do I need to use to, to sound like that person. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it does a really, really good job job at things like that. Um, even coming up with ideas for things. Mm, uh, yeah. The, the weird thing with... Wise is great. Yeah. The chat GPT, though, isn't really even... Like, it's using previous data. As far as I'm aware, unless there's been an update, it doesn't even have access to the internet right now either, right? It's, so it's switched just... off. It caps out at 2021. Yeah. So it yeah. doesn't have access to anything that's, yep. like, past 2021, which is interesting. Yeah. The, yeah. It is, um, it's saved me a lot of time this week, though, because... Where it's been quite a chill week for me, I've been, well, emailing lots of people, kind of inquiring about things, seeing like estate agents and stuff, asking if they want work, and then following up as well. And like mm-hmm. writing follow up emails individually for people is so long. So I just, yeah, I just put, can you write me a follow up email for this company? And then it just copy, paste, send off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Saves yep. me a lot of time on like the boring admin stuff. So I can actually put more time into Agreed. Stuff that requires it. So yeah, we've good. we've tried out some things like that for uh, like brand outreach for like when you want to mm. see if brands want to work with you for certain things. Like it's really good at writing professional sounding emails that you'd like I'd have to give way too much mental power to that I just don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. So it does a really good job at doing things like that. Um, it's great. Yeah, it's, I've been, yeah. Th- there's an app that I use and it is it's fantastic because I'll use it mainly to add like caption subtitles to my videos. Mm-hmm. particularly like my uh, my more talking head ones. And then once it's added and animated all your captions, it will make a, um, I don't know if it will show, it will make, oh, it's not focusing, but it will make like a title and description for you. Okay. Um, which is Which is mad. And you can copy and paste a title and description and give you a select amount of hashtags as well. Synaptical captions. It's mad. Like if you need to like post on like Instagram, like you need a quick caption for your reel or even yep. a long description for your posts, for example, on LinkedIn. It's such a time saver. It's it's crazy. It is. It's definitely going to have a place in our industry and business more and more as we kind of get, as it gets better as well. I'm sure it'll do even more things. Definitely, man. Definitely, man. Yeah. So as, as we wrap up, what have you got sort of coming up like YouTube wise or like personal projects wise what what have you got coming up what have i got coming up uh i'm dropping a not short film but like a youtube video in the next couple of weeks that'll be uh from my trip out to yosemite uh, a few weeks ago capturing this uh, photography event called firefalls that's that's been something i've been quite interested um that looked amazing but, nice. yeah it was super fun super fun and I'm just trying to figure out the best way to make the edit work. And it's in like its first draft right now. So I've got a few more things to do with it. So that's Didn't coming soon. Glacier, like just fall apart like there a few weeks ago. Or, like, yeah. Like, li- well, literally, um, so El Capitan, which is the big rock where firefalls occurs at the top of it. Um, 
part of the rock collapse not a huge amount but um, part of the rock face just came off it typically does every year i guess like when the water seeps into the crevices freezes and then starts to defrost it just starts to crumble um, the scary thing with that is we were stood like right underneath like four days prior right wow. underneath where that fell like we have video like wow. right under it so it's uh yeah uh, but that was a really cool trip i think anytime you get to go and photo things video things outside of your normal area it's it's way more interesting oh 100 uh, yeah uh, and then what else have we got coming up? Uh, a couple of trips coming up soon. Um, something I can't talk about, but should be fun. Uh, nice. A few more things coming later this year. Uh, lots of travel this year. Lots more travel than I typically have done. Uh, Amazing trim- stuff. Yeah. And then uh, all the reels and short form associated content with that as well. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Absolutely. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Like, We'll leave you all, like, your, your links in the description. We look forward to seeing more reels. I particularly love the the reel you posted the other day where you, um, what was it? You went in like a cold plunge of in oh, yeah. this river or something. Yeah, I have yeah. not brought myself to cold plunges yet. I know you've been trying them out, but <laughs> yep. I, I don't have the balls for it yet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough to start, but uh, I've been doing it three months now and I love it. So Amazing I recommend stuff, anyone, everyone should try it. Yeah, yeah. But thank you for having me, guys. Been uh, been my pleasure. Mate, thank you so much for coming yeah, on. Thank you. We're going to leave Chris's links in the description below. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed the, the podcast, please give us a rating. That would be very, very kind. Uh, Spotify are actively pushing podcasts these days, which is, which is great to see. Yeah. Chris, thank you so much for coming on, man. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot.